Welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. My name is Katherine Zinkina, and I'm a manifestation expert, master mindset coach, and multiple seven-figure entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you achieve everything that you once thought was impossible. If you're looking to massively up-level your life, your finances, your relationships, your productivity and success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything that your heart desires. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and teachings that you need to manifest a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today, and now let's begin. If you've been wanting to master the art of manifesting money and cultivate a lighter, more enjoyable, more feminine, and dare I say, pleasurable approach to creating more money in your life, look no further because Sovereign Money is about to relaunch in just a couple of days. In fact, it opens up on Monday, May 20th, which is literally just around the corner. And this launch, I am doing something that I've never done before for everyone who gets on the wait list. I am giving you $100 off of your enrollment into Sovereign Money, and I'm opening the doors one day early with that $100 off special. This is only available to those who get on the wait list before Sunday the 19th, and it will expire once we launch to the public on May 20th. Don't wait. You can get on the wait list right now by going to manifestationbabe.com slash SM. That's S as in sovereign, M as in money. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash SM for that $100 off of your enrollment into sovereign money. Hello, my gorgeous friends, and welcome back to the Manifestation Bay podcast. I missed you. I hope you are doing amazing. I hope you're out there busy as fuck manifesting all your dreams into form, okay? And my hope is you're just here on this podcast right now because you're taking a break from all that manifesting to come here and gain even more inspiration for what is possible for you. I'm coming to you today to share a podcast that's a little different than most others that I put out. So my really good friend, Jen Casey, and I sat down for an unfiltered conversation, literally like we normally would if we were having lunch together or coffee together or just sitting down together to recap all of the stuff that we've experienced in the last few years together, more like many years. I think we've known each other for like five years now and separately as well around our own spiritual awakenings, opening ourselves up to channeling, healing experiences, plant medicine journeys, shamanic work, and all kinds of other woo things. This episode was inspired by Jen originally asking me to come on her podcast. When I just said, wait, let's just have a conversation. 
Let's record it and then let's air it on both of our podcasts. So here we are. You may find yourself resonating a ton with what Jen shares in this episode or even what I share in this episode. This episode is meant to give you two perspectives so that you can discover your own spiritual gifts if you haven't yet, or finally own your own inner witch, normalizing the stuff and all the things that we're going to bring up today. I am so excited for you to listen. Please share this episode if it resonated with you. Leave a review for the podcast if you absolutely loved it. And without further ado, welcome to the Jen Casey and Catherine Zinkina show, everybody. So good. I love that we've just been <laughs> like, we've just been in the flow already. And like, I feel like we're so giggly and giddy. Uh, I'm just, we're, we're already, we're already jamming. We're already flowing. I know. I'm like, Jen, hit the record button because I'm not going to stop talking. And then also I was like, God damn it. Of course, like all of that could have been recorded, but I'm really excited about where this episode is going to go because as per usual, we're just going to let it flow and let the universe take us in a couple directions. I'm super excited. (laughs) We're probably going to talk about some spiritual awakening, of course, womb healing and trusting your spiritual gifts and channeling and all of the things. I'm so excited. How long have we known each other for already? Um, should, should I share the little story of you? First you have off? to, you <laughs> have to share the story. Okay. So in 2016, Catherine and I were both still in network marketing and Beach body baby. A, we were on a trip that we had earned through the company, a cruise. And I was there with nobody from my team. So I was feeling super lonely. And I started looking through a bunch of the hashtags from like, whatever it was like Cancun summit or whatever the trip was. And I stumble on this account. I see this really cool picture of these three girls in the water. I click on the account and the account's manifestation, babe, it has 960 something followers. And I, for whatever unknown reason, take a screenshot of your Instagram. And we, we still have it. I send it to you. You'll send it to me back. Like every, at least guys, like at least once a year, Jen will send me the picture. It's like our little memento of the year. Yep. And we didn't speak. I didn't reach out to you or anything, but at that time I was co-facilitating a law of attraction meetup group. So it was really into manifestation and law of attraction and just like all of the things. And then probably a year later, we, or maybe, no, not even less than that, maybe like six months that December, we ended up doing a podcast together. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That was, it, it was, no, no, no. It was the next year because Tony Robbins date with destiny was December, 2017. And we did a podcast right before that. It was a podcast two months prior. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So it was quite a bit of time in between then. I am so weird with dates. Like I know, like I just, you know, you know, like in time or on time or whatever. Yeah. And I'll, no, like I see time. Like I know to the minute, I'm like, you give me a memory and I'm like, it was between this, <laughs> this month and this year. Anyway, sorry. I just had to, <laughs> I just Correct had to insert yeah. that accuracy in there. Well, that makes it even more wild because yeah. I remember being in your Facebook group, we were kind of like running in similar circles and I was seeing you growing so quickly and then over a year later, we ended up doing a podcast together and then meeting December of 2017 in person for the first time at Tony Robbins State with Destiny. And I wanted to meet you in person. It was kind of like, well, if it works out, there's like 5,000 people there. And we were on different teams. So they put everybody in teams of maybe 50 to 100 people. 
and move your section around so that you can get different seating. And randomly, you had a bigger group. So you guys were in one of the extra sections. Yeah. And you were sitting diagonally in front of me. And I remember looking over and going, Catherine, oh my God. And I was like, Jen. And we were like, I think you were the row behind me directly. Yeah. Yeah. And then Lauren came over and I didn't know Lauren either, except for like through the online space, like in passing. I think she got kicked out of my Facebook group or something at the time. But like I wasn't I wasn't managing my Facebook group. And that's the thing. Like (laughs) it's like she got kicked out for breaking a rule or something like that. My um, manager at the time was just like, you know, no emotion, like, all right, you're out. And I didn't know Lauren. And I knew she was like, she had a pretty successful business at the time. And um, when I saw her standing, I remember her like looking at me. And then um, I remember also hearing stories of how I think like my team told me, like we've kicked her out previously in the past or like, oh, that's Lauren or whatever. We kicked her out. And then um, (laughs) I could sense kind of like this nervous energy, but at the same time, like it's nothing personal. Like I didn't personally care. And then anyway, I feel like it's so, I mean, can we just talk about how much has happened since that moment? Like I remember even on the podcast, Jen, when we were podcasting, when you were interviewing me, I just like knew that we were like, friends. Like I I was just like, I really, really like this girl. And I don't know why, like, like, it's just, I feel such a connection to her and just going from like that to like puking in buckets together to like moaning and groaning on the mattresses at Rhythmia and like, and then doing combo together. And, and then the witnessing, you know, you really opening up your spiritual gifts and like how far you've come. It's just been so nuts. Like you never know when you're going to meet those friends that are like your soul sisters, like your Mm -hmm. spiritual soul sisters. Forever, forever, <laughs> forever, and, and ever. It's so funny to reflect on this. And I remember when we were at Rhythmia, we were sitting down to do ayahuasca for the first time. And I looked at you and I'm like, I can't believe that we're sitting here on mattresses next to each other right now when we met in the most crazy, like random synchronistic ways. And our like whole like girl group, soul sister group came together in such random synchronistic ways. We did a whole podcast on that. We'll have to link that up <laughs> where we share yes. that story. But yeah, yeah, it is just wild. And it's I think it's funny too, because people will see us tag each other on Instagram and they're like, oh, I wish I had a group like that. We met when we literally had no businesses. Right. We weren't making any money. We yeah. just were like, oh, I want to attract people who are cool and just connected and reached out and started conversations and <laughs> stayed in touch. And it was just a very organic thing. And it's beautiful to see how much we've all grown together in so many different ways. And yeah. just seeing what you've created is just like mind-blowingly epic and kind of been there since <laughs> watching since it was 900 and something followers on Instagram. And now it's over 300,000. Didn't hashtags just like hit differently back then? Like you can really find like people through hashtags. And now I'm like, what is the purpose of hashtags anymore? But anyway, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> um, it's like, it's so, so insane. So I want to quickly ask you like, because when you came across my Instagram, you were already into like law of attraction groups. Right. And I feel like we are so similar in the sense, like we're both like, we can be very, very left brained, but also have this like insanely spiritual side to us. And you and I are like, (laughs) this is actually really funny. So when 
Jen and I hang out with our other girlfriends. Jen and I are the two people in the group that are always asking a ton of questions. We're always like, okay, and how does that work? And is that safe? And is that recommended? And da, 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 da. <laughs> like, we're both like researchers in different ways. And we have d- different questions, but they combine together. And then you and I are like the ones that are sharing information with the group. Like, all right, so we have deduced <laughs> that this is, this is how it's going to work, that the combo is going to enter your system. And then your heart is going to like that. That's us. Um, so I'm just curious, like, how did you come across the law of attraction in the first place? And how did you like say to yourself, yes, this is, this makes sense to me. Right. Yeah. That's a really good question. I definitely stumbled on the secret in my early twenties. I mean, my introduction to personal development was, uh, Don Miguel Ruiz's the four agreements. Mm, so I, good. Was I don't I think I was with Beachbody at that point already, or maybe I wasn't yet. Oh, true. Beachbody was so big on personal development. Yes. Like that was the real deep dive for me too. Even though I was like really, I dipped like my toes in law of attraction stuff like that, and like used it for certain things. But it wasn't until Beachbody where they grilled you on the what is it? The, not the three commandments. What was it? The three <laughs> the vital oh, behaviors. The vital behaviors. <laughs> it was like personal development, or you will never succeed. And I took that shit so seriously. So yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So I had already like been in, I was already interested in that kind of stuff. And growing up, my mom always listened to different tapes in the car and not necessarily Tony Robbins, but Tony adjacent right. people. Right. And so those kind of things were always in my ear growing up, but I had such a, like my confidence, my self-esteem was in shambles growing up. And so I found, okay. So one day I randomly woke up in my early twenties, still living with my parents and I saw Oprah's Super Soul Sunday on TV. And this oh, yeah, man yeah. was being interviewed, Don Miguel Ruiz, who wrote The Four Agreements. And I just sat on the floor. I never did this. I sat on the floor inches away from the TV. And I just could not take my eyes off of him. I didn't know what it was about him. I didn't know what he was doing. But I was like, whatever. I, I want that. I want to feel the way that guy looks like he feels. <laughs> I don't know how to articulate it, but that's what I want. And so I bought his book and I read that thing cover to cover so many times. That was like my saving grace when I was uh, going into auditions in New York City for musical theater stuff. I would have like full on panic attacks, fight or flight, have to run to the bathroom, like just all of these things, like chemical, hormonal, metaphorical and literal shit storm. (laughs) (laughs) Like I just... As soon as I found this book, I clung to it and I brought it with me everywhere. And it was the thing that would calm my mind so that I could be present and not going into fight or flight prior to audition. So that was like my first introduction. And then I think I started finding Abraham Hicks. And after I broke my ankle, I was kind of stuck inside my house and couldn't really go anywhere. My fiance, boyfriend at the time was away. Doing a show, this was really isolated. My mom was like, She's a therapist. She's like, well, some of my clients have a lot of success with meetup.com. You should, you should go and see if you can find some people on meetup. I was like, oh my God, mom, that's for like weirdos. I'm not doing meetup. I eventually caved and found a law of attraction meetup group. I was the youngest person there by 20, 25 years. And it was great. And I just went every week and hung out with, you know, people in their fifties and sixties. And we just talked about law of attraction Love and read it. books and like did that for like two years. It was yeah. great. Yeah. Um, something that came up for me because I was about to say, like, you've had so many spiritual breakthroughs since then. Um, like law of attraction, 
you know, those like books that we all start with They're I don't want to call them surface level, but they're very like beginners. It's more about like teaching, like the power of the mind and how your thoughts create reality and stuff like that. And then there's like this whole other, it almost seems like it's another world, but I think that when you keep following your intuition, you eventually unlock yourself to like your deeper spiritual gifts. And you notice that you really are communicating with all sorts of guides and beings and things on the other side. Like a lot of stuff that I remember even like before doing ayahuasca, I was talking to, um, Mel Wells who was there and I was just, and I think actually it was all of us all together. And I was just sharing how I really want to talk about like the aliens and the beings and the things that I connect with and talk to, but like, and, and I remember Mel and a couple others looking at me being like, Catherine, we already see you that way. So it's weird that you're even saying this because Mm -hmm. that's already how you appear to us in the first place. And I'm like, Oh really? Okay. I guess it's say, and like throughout the years, throughout the podcast, I've been more and more like open to being like, yes, I communicate with my unborn child. Yes. I talk to beings that come through crystals, right? Like I, <laughs> I do these things and I know that you've very much been the same yeah. and the word breakthrough for me, this is like kind of a side story. I started laughing because when I was thinking about your journey and I really wanted to talk about your journey as well and how you discovered like the power of your healing hands, which are fucking amazing. You, I remember how you used to get so frustrated when Lauren, our friend would say, guys, I just had a breakthrough. Like, oh my God, I just had a huge, massive breakthrough. And you would keep saying like, is there something wrong with me? Like, I'm not getting breakthroughs. Like I, I, I want to feel that way and I'm just not getting it. And then after some time, we finally realized that you have been experiencing that. And what Lauren was also talking about was like perspective shifts or like seeing something differently or having a download or having a having thought. An idea come in. Yeah. Or an idea come in, which can happen like every single day for us, but we don't necessarily go, oh my God, guys, I have such a huge breakthrough. And I think something for your spiritual journey and also my spiritual journey, I can really relate to is like, it would really happen in these breakthroughs along the way, but not necessarily like these ginormous breakthroughs. Like it was really like steps along the way, like little decisions and choices that we made to be like, Hmm. I really want to go explore this. Like, Hmm. I really want to try ayahuasca or like, Hmm. I really want to try mushrooms or like, Hmm. I really want to do sound healing or whatever. And over time, it's like, it builds upon one another. Um, I want to talk about your, uh, your healing hands, Jen, because this is something that you used to be more nervous to talk about. And I feel like you've really, really owned this. Can you share a little bit about that story of how you discovered like your deeper spiritual gifts? Hell yes. Okay. So (laughs) this is wild. Um, so it kind of started though, like you're saying, you don't realize you're having these breakthroughs in the moment. Yeah. And when you look back, you realize that those were huge breakthroughs, like the breakthroughs. Yeah. When we were actually at date with Destiny in 2017, I remember end of the uh, end of the six days, they took us through this really deep inner child meditative healing, and people were coming around who were healers and you know kind of supporting everybody. And I remember all of a sudden, out of nowhere, my neck started to click backwards, almost like my vertebrae were like a roller coaster when you're going up, and it's like click, click, click. So my neck started clicking back. My chin started going up. And every time I clicked backwards, my throat was closing more. 
And I started freaking the fuck out. I was like, what is happening? Oh my God, I'm not doing this. I'm not in control. What's going on? And it started to click back and got to the top and my throat was completely closed and I couldn't breathe. And then all of a sudden it went and my whole throat opened and it was the deepest breath I had ever freaking taken. Mm. And I didn't know what that was. I had no context for it. Thought, wow, that was super weird. <laughs> and didn't think about it again. Wow, Tony Robbins. <laughs> what yeah. was that? <laughs> yeah. And I know now that that was my guides coming through and communicating and the very beginning of me actually really opening to channel in a number of different ways. And when I had sat in another medicine ceremony, or really my first medicine ceremony, I had an experience where my neck was doing all these different things and it was freaking me out because again, I was not moving my neck and I was like all in my head about it. What are people going to think? This is so weird. Why is my head moving? Are they watching me? Whole story. And so I kept trying to hold it back. I kept resisting it. And really what I've learned from that whole process is that when you start to have those things awakening, you need to surrender you need to trust when you're in resistance, you're just making it more difficult and you can tell, and this was something, this little bit of discernment, you can tell when it's a loving presence and a high vibrational frequency that's mm-hmm. coming through. And when it's something that you do not want to channel or bring into your body. And so it felt like a very supported, loving divine presence, but I was still really scared and freaked out by it just because it was new and different. And yeah, it's the unknown. Yeah. That's yeah. really what it is. Yeah. And there was a, a shaman that I work with who had said, uh, was actually coaching some people on Clubhouse. This was like when Clubhouse first came out and he was like talking to someone else and was like, you are in resistance, I'm paraphrasing of course, but you're in resistance because you're afraid that when you actually open it up, that you don't know what else is going to come. Mm. And it's, it's going to be, you don't know if you're going to be able to like stop it or you're going to be in control of it. And so you like don't, and I resonated with that so much because that was totally where I was at. I can still resonate with that mm-hmm. because I still like for a while, I shut my dreams off. Like I shut myself off from remembering my dream time because it was like, it felt too real. And I was, it almost felt longer than actual reality. And I was like, I want to rest when I sleep. I don't want to necessarily get all these messages and images and things like that. Like it just, I felt so much more real than reality, which is what like DX always says, like dream time is more real than reality. And I really felt that. And I was like, fuck that shit, man. Like I, and I was just so afraid of what was going to happen. And so I stopped dreaming for months and months and months and months until I finally surrender to that. And I still feel myself and, and healers always ask me, like, Catherine, you still are afraid of your own gifts. And I'm like, I know, and I'm still working on that. So I kind of want to also normalize for anyone listening. Like it's okay to also still be afraid, even if you're on a certain path for a really, really, really long time, like it's okay. And that's completely normal to feel like what Jen felt. And then obviously what I still feel. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I still feel what you're express like what you're speaking to, it's just it's evolved. It's different. Yeah. I, I had sat in a ceremony about a year ago and I was my my hands were activated and I started doing healing work and I got the message from spirit that, you know, you you think you're working on one person right now. Like girl, you could be healing and clearing this entire room of people. Oh my God. And I was like, what? So it's just like crazy to think about how small, I was thinking in terms of like what was possible and just getting to see like little glimmers of where things 
could actually go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in, in, so should I share a little bit about (laughs) the day that it all kind of spontaneously awakened? (laughs) And I can share from my perspective because I fucking watched it all happen. (laughs) Yeah. So I was in a really beautiful medicine ceremony and my hands started moving. And I thought that it was similar to when I sat with ayahuasca and ayahuasca was like moving my feet around and stretching things. So I thought, well, this is weird. My guess she's, you know, they're stretching out my hand. And then I couldn't get it to stop. And it was actually becoming annoying because I wasn't in control of my hand. So eventually I sat up and I just sort of started moving my hands around. And then my hands started going back and forth really, really fast. And somebody across the room, their butt started also going really, really fast. And then it was like, I'm going to stop. And their butt stopped and I'm going to start again. And their butt started moving like Shakira vibes. And I had the thought, holy shit, I am moving this energy. Like what is happening right now? And I remember looking at Eli. I remember looking at one of our other girlfriends and just you guys like smiling and nodding and giving me that acknowledgement and saying, keep going. Yes. Surrender. Keep going. Let it happen. Let it be. And I was like, are you sure? (laughs) And I was, I didn't know what was happening. And that was just the most transformational, mystical experience ever. I, okay. I do notice that we do smile at each other and encourage each other because even when we were puking in buckets of combo, when I started first, all of you guys were smiling at me Yeah. or like, or I think like, oh no, yes, yes. And also, and I remember when it was your turn, I was smiling at you. And then it, when it was someone else's turn, like we're all smiling at each other, which is so fascinating because it takes like another level of openness to be like, to first of all, not think it's weird, not judge it, but also not compare to be like, why, why, why aren't I doing that? Like, where's my gift? You know, why isn't happening to me? Like, oh my God. But I'll never forget. I was sitting in meditation. Um, and I just remember like something started moving and I opened my eyes and I just see like you sat up and I was like, oh, I felt the energy of Jen sitting up. That's what shifted. And then I see like your hand, like starting to move. And I remember literally the first, my first thought was, oh my God, she's painting. (laughs) Like literally that's what I said. I was like, she's painting. This is so beautiful. This is so amazing. And then I was like, wait, like she's still going like, hold on. And I'm like watching. And then I see you turn into a blue alien, which is what um, later on, at least just from my perspective, like what we confirmed, like it must've been like Arcturian energy because when we Google an Arcturian, it's literally what I saw. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is awesome. Like I'm seeing the blue alien. I'm like, okay, okay. And like, you're, you're a blue alien the whole time. Like, obviously then I saw you in your own form, but like energetically blue alien. And, um, and then I watched like you start clearing some stuff. And at first I was just like, you know, we didn't necessarily like in my mind, I didn't necessarily call it clearing because I didn't understand what was happening. But then I realized like, oh, there's tears flowing. There's, you know, like anytime I see tears or people screaming or crying in a, in some sort of healing capacity, whether it's coaching or breath work, whatever, I get super excited. I'm weird. I start smiling when people do that because not because I'm happy that they're in anguish or pain or anything like that, but because I know the other side of it, it's like going to be so juicy for them and so delicious because they're going to clear whatever it is. And then at one point, I remember you walking on the balcony because we're in Malibu. And this is actually one of my spiritual awakenings too, and that I think about it because remember the next night in the middle of the night, what I went through. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Anyway. So (laughs) 
And I'm like, where's Jen? Cause I see you disappeared again. I closed my eyes and I felt an energy shift. I'm like, someone left the room, which also reminds me when, um, Stephanie disappeared for like three hours yeah. where no one saw her, but she was there. The Another weird story. Yeah. But anyway, I was like, Jen's missing. And then I look over and all I see is a hand coming in from the balcony. Like all I see is a hand <laughs> inside through the sliding door. I'm like, Oh, there's Jen. And I remember being like, okay, um, Jen, what can you clear for me? And I remember we stood outside and I can just, you went like all around and I can just feel you pulling things out. And I was just like, Whoa, this is so crazy. Like, this is so cool. Um, and ever since then, like, I remember doing breath work with you and I remember everything else that we would do that would involve you to go to an altered state. It would come through and it would come through. And I know you've had like crazy client sessions that have happened where I'm sure you were nervous at first to bring that up around your clients. Cause you know, you got to stay professional or you got to be normal and like not do anything weird. But like, I remember you sharing some pretty freaking wild stories with your clients from accessing yeah. this gift. So many things. Well, actually just to go back that night when you came out on the balcony, I remember I walked over to you and I was like, um, spirit told me to come and get you <laughs> to come outside. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then we were standing there and I remember you looked at me and said, do I have anything to clear? You got anything for yeah. me? And I was like, I don't know. I'm not yeah. really like feeling anything. And I was like, all right, hold on. Let me like tap in and see. And then all of a sudden I remember getting like doing all the stuff to your spine. And then I was like tapping into your energetic field and I could feel like this enormous funnel of like voices and different information, like coming into your crown chakra. And it's just like all of the spirits. And what I was getting was because you are such an open channel, all the spirits are like trying to get through, get their messages to different people, but people are so shut down. They're not listening. And they're like, well, fuck it. Like if nobody else wants to listen, I'm just going to send it all to Catherine. And I remember looking at you and going, how do you make sense of all this? How do you filter (laughs) all of this information? Like you always said, oh yeah, I got a lot of downloads, a lot of channels. And I was like, that's so much That's I've never felt anything like that before. I was like, how do you do it? And you just looked at me and said, I, I miss a lot of things. <laughs> like, I was know, like, I don't I know, but moral of the story, you guys like open up yourself. Mm-hmm. So all the messages don't go to other people because it's exhausting. Um, speaking of that though, what's something really interesting that we talked about before we started recording is like how p- pregnancy has really changed my intuition. Yes. And we also talked about spiritual ego. Mm-hmm. and spiritual hierarchy and spiritual dogma, which I think is, can be very related to what I've been going through in pregnancy, because through the context of like, there's, you know, people who are more gifted than others or gifts that are better than others, or like certain mentors or gurus that like, I learned from this guru and my guru is better than your guru. You know what I mean? Like we see so much of this bullshit. Yeah. And so much of like what I learned from my own shaman and what I appreciate so much about him is that he always says, what I do, anyone can do. I'm just a a man. I'm just this. He always says simple man. I'm just a simple man. And not that I can do his accent. I try, but every time I'm like, it always switches to like Russian at some point. So we're just not going to try anymore. Um, But he always says like, I'm just a simple man. Like he's very humble. And he says, actually, what's very interesting is when you're not humble, the beings pull away from you and they stop assisting you because they have no ego. And because even just talking through the context of 
law of attraction, <laughs> like frequency is attracted to like frequency. If you have a big ego and they have no ego, is there going to be an attraction there? No. Right. And so humbleness is so, so important. I see a lot of like, even I feel this within myself every now and then I will admit, like there's a couple of people in my circle we're all spiritually gifted. We're all very connected. And sometimes I'm like, they'll be like, Oh, did you get this yet? Or like, did you receive that yet? Or did you get this tool yet? You know, from our shaman that we work with. And I'm like, fuck, I've never heard of that. Like, does that mean I'm, I'm behind, you know what I mean? Or like, I won't receive certain messages and I'm like, Oh my God, am I behind? Am I behind? Am I behind? And then I'll also sense myself that when I'm getting something that someone else isn't getting, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm ahead. I'm ahead. Right. And I had to learn that like, no, there is no, first of all, there is no such thing as time. And so to think Mm -hmm. that you're behind or ahead is a human construct. And second of all, that's not the point because we're not trying to be the same piece of a puzzle. We're all trying to be different pieces of a puzzle because if everyone's the same piece, that's not a fucking puzzle. First of all, like it's not going to go together. It's not going to create the completeness of what the universe is. The universe is a whole and we're all parts of the whole. And so we all have different gifts and how humbleness is so, so important and, um, allowing other people to shine and, uh, you know, recognizing your own innate power and, Um, but in a way where it's not power over others or like I'm better than, or you need to listen to me. And I always, I I really channel this with my students because I constantly tell them I'm not a guru and I'm going to tell you what to do. Like, I'm just going to teach you to listen to your higher self and your intuition. And yeah, like I've been, I have a lot of knowledge on how to do that. I have a lot of experience on how to do that. And so absolutely you can listen to me and learn things from me, but like if I tell you like, you have to do this or you have to do that, or that means no, or that means yes. Like don't fucking listen to me because I'm a human with my own ego and with my own processing. And, um, you have your own higher self and your own intuition, but like based off of what I just shared, something kind of scary at first that happened to me is when I got pregnant, actually right before I got pregnant, I received a lot of messages about my kids. And for the longest time, I received this very strong message that, um, a little boy is going to come to me first. And this actually, actually even crazier, this little boy was supposed to be my sibling. And every time I had people read me like mediums, energy healers, even my first Reiki attunement, um, the Reiki master, she said, you know, your little brother's with you right now. I feel him strongly. And I'm like, I don't have a little brother. Okay. Like what are people talking about? And so I'm like, okay, am I adopted? Did I have a little brother that I just don't remember that past? Is there like a family secret that I don't know about? Like what is happening? What is going on? And I, I don't think I ever asked my mom just because I was just like, I didn't really want to know. Like I just wasn't ready for the truth. She told me that I did have like an infant brother that died suddenly or like, that like something happened, you know, I just wasn't ready for it. And years later I took my mom to surgery and, and on her paperwork, cause I was taking her there and I was just like, kind of like over her shoulder for some reason. And, um, she, there's like two questions it says, how many children do you have? And how many pregnancies have you had? So she wrote one child and I was like, well, that's comforting. You know, like, like so far <laughs> it's matching up one child. <laughs> that's the truth that I know. And uh, she wrote four pregnancies and I looked at her 
And I was like, four pregnancies. And she's like, yeah, I had three abortions. And I was like, oh, okay, interesting. And I know that my mom, um, she did get pregnant. Well, now I know she did get pregnant soon after having me um, with, and my dad was already like abusive. Like Trudy had such a traumatic pregnancy, whatever. And she was immigrating to a new country. So of course she's just like, hell no, not right now. But I didn't know it was three times. And I also didn't know the order. I didn't know if my mom maybe had an abortion when she was like much younger and just was like, fuck no, it's not time. Even though she had me when she was young, but 18 when she had me was actually in Russia, like a normal time. It's like having a child at 25 here in the US or like 25, 29, whatever. It's completely normal. So it's not like, I know we call it a teen pregnancy here, but there it's just like, whatever. And, um, I remember asking my mom and I was like, mom, why'd you keep me then? if you had, you know, three other abortions. And she said, no, um, well, you're my first child. And I was very excited about you, but the other three, the other three, I wasn't ready for. And it wasn't until like years later that I learned about spirit babies, um, that I read the book spirit babies, you know, recommended to me by Ashley Gordon, who's also one of our friends. And that's become one of my favorite books because it explains what a miscarriage is. It explains like on a soul level, spiritual level, um, what a miscarriage means, what abortion means, like what actually happens to the child, what actually happens to the baby, what happens to the soul and everything is from a soul context. And it says there that the soul, the, the, the body might be the body might be gone right through like a miscarriage or abortion, but the soul isn't gone obviously. And also the soul may come back to you later. So for example, three abortions is actually the same soul coming through. And I got this message a couple of times that said, basically, especially after spirit babies, when I started to communicate that this soul is supposed to like wants to come through because it tried coming through three times, but now it's going to come through me. And because it's very connected to both me and my mom. So obviously it's in our lineage. And that is the little brother in spirit. That was my spirit guide for a really long time. He's no longer my spirit guide. I had a huge, um, just switch of spirit guides since working with DX. And now this baby's supposed to come through me. So fast forward a little bit more time and um, I'm sitting in the bathtub, like right around the time when it's time to start make, making a baby with my husband. <laughs> and I get this download very strongly. There's a girl presence. And I knew all the time that I was going to have two kids, but I only ever received messages about my first child, which is a boy. And so the second child came through to me and said, I'm going to be first because the boy actually wants an older sister just how I was supposed to be his older sister. So I got this very, very strong message about a girl. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. And what's so fascinating is when I, when I first got pregnant, I felt a strong girl energy and I was like, okay, the girl decided to come through first, but I don't really know her. I feel like very connected to the boy spirit, but this girl spirit. Um, and again, both of them also said like, we might not necessarily be boy or girl. Like this is just what we're really leaning towards, but just know that like the gender we choose at birth is one thing. The gender that we choose before birth is another thing. And the gender we choose later in life is a whole nother thing. So it can always, it's very fluid. It can always switch. And so I was just connected to the gender at birth, right. That they were telling me. And so, um, my mom ended up doing ayahuasca the night I conceived because I didn't get pregnant that first month, the next month, um, that I did get pregnant before I knew it, my mom did ayahuasca and she had this huge 
connection because again, little boy spirit was also supposed to be her baby. And, um, and she had this connection with the baby and the baby showed up as a baby lion cub. And, uh, and she was a lion and she saw me as a lion too. So all three of us were lions. And my mom says through plant medicine, she always has lions come through because my mom's a Leo and that's like also her spirit animal. So it's no surprise that there's a, uh, a lion that's coming through. Right. And so in the, in the vision, she takes the lion cub out for um, a hunt, like a mock hunt with butterflies. And she said she could have stayed in that vision for an eternity and been, and like died the happiest soul alive because it was the most beautiful thing in the world. And, um, she saw it as a little boy, of course, but at the same time, she's hearing in the background, (laughs) this is like really, this is connected to my, like what the baby's gender actually ended up, what what it decided on uh, being at birth. She heard this conversation between the baby spirit and um, the universe, I guess, whoever is like helping, you know, put together the baby. Right. (laughs) And uh, the conversation went something like, but where's my pee pee? And the universe is going, but, but boys, but girls don't have pee pees. Right. This is how my mom's hearing it. And the baby's going, but I want a pee pee. And the universe goes, well, it's too late. You already chose, right? And uh, and also my mom said, you know, she saw a lion. And so like the next day she's telling me this vision, right? And in the and in her text message, she's also saying, I think the baby's supposed to be a, a Leo and born in like late July slash August. And I also got that message where I think, I think I'm going to for sure get pregnant in November because again, pregnancy, a lot of people ask me about like manifesting pregnancy. And the thing with manifesting pregnancy is that it's a soul contract between three souls. So it requires a little bit more than just one soul saying, I'm ready to get pregnant. There's a contract between you, your partner, regardless of who it is, whether it's like a sperm donation or your you know, life partner, whoever it is, it's still another soul making the baby. And, um, also it's the baby's soul as well. And so all three have to be ready. And the baby also, a lot of energy readers told me like the baby really wants to choose a specific time to be born because they want to channel specific energy for their lifetime. Just like you chose the specific energy that you want to channel for your lifetime. So divine timing is a huge, huge thing about pregnancy, but I really got the message that the baby wanted to be born in August. So again, I was also open to maybe not getting pregnant for a whole year because maybe it's the following August or maybe it's two years to following August. I don't know. What's interesting is that as soon as I found out I was pregnant, when I calculated my due date, it was August 1st. And of course I was like, holy fuck, Aroni. Okay. And then what ended up happening is I was really freaked out. I went from getting a ton of messages about baby and a ton of just intuitive messages as I normally do, as Jen shared, like I don't normally get a ton to absolutely nothing or a lot of confusing, conflicting messages. Like all of a sudden I felt so disconnected. I couldn't really connect with baby. I couldn't figure out, is this the boys? Is this the girl, right? Like, who are you? What's going on? When I was connecting with my crystals, nothing was really coming through. I felt like they broke. Like, I don't don't know. I have no explanation. (laughs) And I was really worried about it for a long time. And even when up, up until the gender reveal, I felt girl and then it was switched to boy and then it was switched to girl. And then it was, I was convinced it was going to be girl when I finally saw blue. And when I saw blue, I was like, holy fuck, 
little boys coming through first. It was just like the original manifestation. Yes. But what, why I want to talk about, you know, spiritual hierarchy or just like, you know, the, the, the fact that like your intuition can have ebbs and flows and especially like something that no one, I've never heard anyone talk about until a baby psychic came on this, this course that I'm doing this 12 week course led by my doula that she, I got like for free. Cause I'm working with her privately. And she put me in this course to like, you know, make friends with other, with other moms and, you know, do that cool thing and talk about birth and stuff like that. And the baby psychic was like, just so you know, when you're pregnant, your intuition, you're cha- all of a sudden channeling two intuitions. So you can feel a lot of conflicting messages or you could feel absolutely nothing because you're in transition, you're in a void and you are essentially, um, you know, babies preparing for the transition between the spirit world and the, the human world, but also you're preparing for a transition between what they call maiden to mother. It's like the archetypes, right? And I felt so validated, Jen. I was like, oh my God, I'm not crazy. This is normal. Holy shit. I thought I was like doing something wrong, right? It's the spiritual hierarchy. I'm doing something wrong. I'm behind. I fucked something up. I broke something. I'm broken. Like something's wrong with me. And it drove me insane for months and months and months and months. And now I understand. I'm like, oh, transition. Yeah. The void. So powerful. I know there's so many people listening to this right now that are going to feel so freaking validated when you were getting, when you, when you started getting multiple messages, what was the distinction or the difference? Was it, were you hearing nothing Were you, you said it was like different messages were coming through? Yeah, I would say, I would say the most conflicting messages that come through is more so that had to do with connecting with baby, meaning like who are you? What's the soul? Cause I could probably look at any pregnant woman right now and be like, okay, this is some information about your soul, but like my own baby, I'm like, I have no fucking idea. Right. Um, at least for a little while, like it's, it's starting to come back and I do sense it. Cause I think like first trimester is very much even my, um, my chiropractor slash energy medicine practitioner, my amazing magic man, Dr. Joe, that I've been seeing a lot in the last year, almost weekly. And he does alignments, adjustments, um, kinesiology, does muscle testing, gives me supplements, things like that. In the first trimester, he said, you know, things are just very unstable right now. That's all it is. It's just instability. And that doesn't mean like, you know, and and that's why miscarriages are more prevalent in the first trimester is because of that instability is because there's a lot of decision-making happening. Is this the right time? Especially like I learned this from spirit babies, like in for the, the baby's soul, there's a lot of questioning of like, is this the right time? Are mom and dad ready? Am I ready? Uh, is this the right body for me? Is this the right lifetime? Is this the right timing? Like so many of these questions. And then finally there's like stability when you start entering your second and third trimester and also stability for the fucking mom, because you're not having as much nausea. You're not having as many food aversions for the most part. I know many women deal with so much crap up until 40 weeks. And I just want to acknowledge you because I have no idea how you do it. I'm very lucky that I've only dealt with it for 12 weeks, which is still an eternity when you think about it. Like 12 weeks sounds like nothing, but if you're nauseous every day for 12 weeks, that is a long ass time. (laughs) And so I think because it's more stable now, it's less so in transition 
to where now I'm starting to get messages and it's being a little bit less conflicting, but honestly, I would hear my, it would be like my own intuition, like how I normally would get auditory messages or feelings, except it would be like the wrong messages. It'd be like saying like, this is a girl. And then I pop the, the, the smoke the next day and it's like blue. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like my strongest (laughs) intuition is auditory. And I was on my massage table the week prior. And I heard a very clear message, the way that I hear all my clear messages that are always accurate that says you need to pick out girl names. You don't have any girl names. And I saw pink, I saw pink smoke. And so of course I could also on the other hand, be like, well, Catherine, maybe you were also channeling baby number two. Um, maybe there's a hidden twin that you don't know, but I mean, like there's so many things that it could be. So you also have to take the ego out of it and ego, meaning like creating all these interpretations that are just human made constructs instead of being actually open to receive the message, even if it's confusing in the moment that you receive it. Right. Yes. We are so as humans, good at distorting and creating stories out of literally everything. So God, stories, (laughs) so many stories. I can't even, I mean, I remember when we first did a combo together for the first time and somebody had four points and somebody had six and it was, and and somebody went up to the facilitator. So I had four. Does that mean that I'm really good at it? And I allowed the medicine in like really quickly. And I'm more grounded. Yeah. yeah. Or does it mean that I like couldn't handle more and and I'm like weak or like everyone's like, it just is like, don't worry about it. It has nothing to do with anything. (laughs) It just is. Yeah. I think, I think our facilitator said, you know, humans or the mind is a meaning making machine or something like that. And we're like, Noted. Noted. Good point. Good point, (laughs) sir. Good point. (laughs) Okay. So I feel like we need to talk a little bit about the void and what that looks like, because especially being pregnant there, that is such a spiritual awakening. You're literally channeling or calling in a spirit through your womb, which I loved how the shamans said this when we were at Rhythmia, your womb is a portal to the spirit realm. Yeah. I remember they said that and it blew my mind because in second grade, when we learned about periods, it was like, ew, girls are going to bleed. How gross. Ha ha, I'm the boy. <laughs> and why did nobody talk about the epicness that we're walking around with freaking portals in our bodies? Yeah. What? Like, can we just yeah. take a moment? Like that is so. And it's not crazy. just babies that channel through it's ideas, it's businesses, mm-hmm. it's projects. Like what the fuck? Like That's creation. Amazing. Yeah. Your creation from nothing, <laughs> like yeah. what? from your body. It's wild. It, when I think about it too much, it's like when you think about all the universes and all the things and it's just like, oh my God, my brain doesn't know what to, can't handle the, it's just like too much, <laughs> like too much for a human brain. Um, but being in the void, they, I feel like there's so many memes that joke around about this that people think, oh, yeah. I mean, my mom is stay. I'm so happy and chill. No, no, no. No, are no. It's so scary, messy. There's so much anxiety and depression. And you just, you're like, am I crazy? What the fuck's happening? What's happening? I must be the only person who's ever experienced this. It can be super isolating, super lonely. There's just so much shit that can go on. I, and I, I feel like nobody, not that nobody talks about it, but it's not talked about enough. Just like how leveling that can be. Yeah. It's so painful, actually. I think that voids, you know, I really went through, I feel like I'm, I don't know with voids, you, you can't really tell where they begin and where they end either. So what I've had a hard time with, 
Sorry. Say, how would you, how would you define like what a void is? Um, a lot of uncertainty, um, loss, loss of understanding of things, um, loss, like of understanding what my purpose is, Mm -hmm. um, feeling disconnected all of a sudden feeling like nothing's resonating, nothing's inspiring. Um, just, I, I want to do nothing. Like, and when you think about it, let's, um, I know Makosi really relates the void to the womb. Mm. When you're in the womb, it's dark. It's warm, but it's dark. Right. And you are essentially doing nothing. You're just, I mean, what is the baby really doing? I mean, like, you know, in ultrasounds, we see them like swallowing, you know, amniotic fluid or sucking their thumbs or maybe playing with the cord, but like, there's really nothing to do in there. (laughs) And so being in the void, it's like, all of a sudden you have to really go from the mentality of like having so much to do to all of a sudden feeling like doing nothing so that you can actually allow yourself to be. But I think that in the womb or in the void, it's like the scariest thing in the world is just to be and not to do and like take, take that time to surrender to taking life one step at a time. I think the void for me has been like taking manifestations, taking business, taking everything, decision-making intuition, everything one moment at a time and not thinking too far ahead in the future. Mm -hmm. Because if you're in the womb and you can't really see, you have a harder time seeing like what exactly does, you know, the end of the year look like, or what does next year look like? Or what is, I used to be able to see exactly what my 10 years is going to look like, or five years is going to look like. And I have no idea what next month is going to look like. And that can be so fucking scary because the ego, um, really wants to control. And in the void you have, you realize how out of control you are. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, okay, so like, why, why, you know, what's the point or like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. And the point of it is, is all about transformation and transition. It's really the cocooning of going from the, the caterpillar to a butterfly as everyone uses that analogy or also going from a spirit to being born, right? Like you come out, there's light at the end of the tunnel, the vagina (laughs) and you're born. Right. And that's a, it's a whole new life. And, um, the void is about shamanic deaths. And I talk about shamanic deaths a lot and people are like, what's a shamanic death. Like I said, it's a complete loss of identity. It's not knowing who you are anymore. And the reason being is because who you are is just a construct of what you believe in the first place. And, um, the void really prepares you for what your soul truly incarnated here in the first place for you to, to be so that you can actually do the things that are in alignment with your purpose. And the voids involve a lot of loss. They involve a lot of, um, things just getting ripped out of your life, foundations, crumbling, stressful things coming up. Although you can say like, well, stressful, is like stress is only felt because you're attaching a meaning to the things that are happening. Like if you really detach from what's happening and just let it, like my mantra in the last three months has really just been, just let it, let it fall apart. Mm. Like it's so painful to control and hold things together when they're meant to fall apart. And the only reason why we have such a hard time not letting go is because we think that what we know is so much better than what we don't know. And we think that like what we, um, 
like what we think our life is supposed to be so much better than what the universe has planned for us when like, really, I mean, think about it people for just a second, you (laughs) as a human versus, you know, you as the universe, which is your higher self or the universe itself, which one knows some more shit, probably the bigger aspect of you. And yet, and even Don Javier says so often, he's like, I cannot let Javier, Javier run the show. Like it has to be the Dawn that runs the show. It has to be the bigger aspect of me that runs the show. And so I cannot let this little part of me try to control all these bigger aspects of me because it's fucking ridiculous in the first place. Like it doesn't even make sense, right? Spiritually, it doesn't make sense. Logically, it's very painful. And when it's manifested in the 3D, it's very, as you said, isolating, but it's all being done for a beautiful reason. Even if you don't know what the reason is yet, but I've never had like a... I recorded a podcast the other day, actually, that hasn't come out yet. And it was about, you know, are you feeling stressed? You feel like life isn't going your way. And in that podcast, I um, said how, you know, I've never learned anything from my successes. When I'm in those moments of like sipping on a cocktail in the Maldives in an overwater bungalow, because that's where my mind goes when I think about like a really relaxing, like, like I just, I just fucking crushed a launch energy. Like I imagined myself in the Maldives because I just love that vibe. And I always think about how in that moment of lounging in an overwater bungalow, I'm not learning anything. Yes. It feels amazing. You're not learning to receive and just be. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm learning to receive of course, but it is what got me to that point Mm -hmm. that taught me everything to get to that point in the first place, right? When I'm already there at that destination, it's all of the learnings on the way to the destination that are actually the learnings that got you there in the first place. So there's so much to be grateful for in, in the journey, in the path, in the void, believe it or not. Yeah. Well, everything (laughs) you're just saying about ego and how that shows up in the void for I don't know, in 2020, I went into a heavy void and was in all this chronic pain, couldn't get out of bed. Like literally my fiance would have to physically lift me out of bed. And it was like one or two days. And I was like, oh, that was weird. And then it started happening more and more. I was getting migraines and all of a sudden I'm a few months into this new thing that's happening. And I realized there's something really, really wrong. Like I couldn't think straight at all this brain fog and in 2021, thankfully I really did some deep healing work. But now sitting here, looking back, I really think that I was in resistance to being in the void. I was going to say, I was literally, yeah, literally, as you're saying this, I was like, oh my God, physical pain is resistance to being in the void. Mm -hmm. Well, and Shaman Durek said to me, I I had a call with him and I shared that I was going through all this pain. And he said, hold on, let me check with spirit. And he said, (laughs) you don't, he said, they're giving you messages and you don't listen and you only pay attention when there's pain. Whoa. Okay. Smackdown. He's like, you think you can hide from me? I'm a shaman. I was like, okay, that's very fair. So that was a nice little smack in the butt for me of stop being such a pain in the ass and freaking listen to the divine messages that you're getting and don't debate them and dismiss them when you get something, Oh, maybe I won't do that. No, they're not. They're going to, they're like, all right, fine. Do whatever the heck you want. <laughs> Be miserable. I don't know what to tell you, but like you're saying, just surrendering to the everyday self, that ego part of you and just allowing that. And I kept getting the message. Like you need to slow down. You need to slow down. And I kept, 
coming up with this every reason why I couldn't slow down. Oh, I need to support my team. Oh, I need to do this. They need me to do that. This person needs this for me. And I wasn't prioritizing myself and really, and it was like incrementally I was, but this January, I literally shut down everything, stopped recording podcasts, paused a mastermind launch, just literally paused everything because I realized that I was just burnt out. And I was at that point where I'm like, I just want to burn everything to the ground. And I talked to my clients and I know you've experienced that. We've all experienced that you guys, everybody who has a business has experienced that at some point in their life where they just wonder, why am I doing any of this? What's the point of anything? And so I finally listened finally and created that space for myself to full stop sleep when I was tired, reset my nervous system, start healing my body, start moving my body, start loving myself again. And I, I cut out dairy. I, or I always, I don't eat dairy anyway. Um, I cut out, um, caffeine. I cut out, uh, any alcohol and I literally feel like a different person. Yeah. I was going to ask, how do you feel now? It was the most bizarre thing. Two days after I cut out caffeine, first two days were freaking miserable. Day three, I woke up and I actually could think straight. I did not realize how much caffeine was wreaking havoc on my brain. Like Mm -hmm. I could, I, I, it was like 15 tabs were open at all times. I couldn't get anything done. I couldn't (laughs) form coherent sentences. And I just feel so much more present, so much more grounded. And I share that because I was absolutely in resistance to slowing down because I was creating this ego story that oh, I need my, who's going to run my business? How are things going to figure? Like, I can't put everything to a stop. Well, I'll let people down all of this bullshit. And actually avoiding that was exactly what was keeping me in that for two years. Yeah. It's like letting the the smallest role in your company run the company rather than the actual CEO. And like the, your higher self is a CEO, but like the little part of you is just yeah. like, like the little doer, right? It's just like, oh my God, I got to do this and I got to do that. But they have no idea like what the actual instructions are. Like they they have no idea. Like they're trying to create the whole how when like the how needs to be listened to from the CEO who's the quote unquote sitting at the top looking down and being like, okay, like this is your role. This is your role. This is what you need to do. And, and it all starts from just letting go. It all starts from surrendering. And I know like, I know, I know. I used to roll my eyes to you guys. It's so much easier said than being done. I understand. But the thing is, is that like not surrendering causes so much more pain Mm -hmm. than just like I said, let it all fall apart. And you'll see that nothing actually falls apart. Like letting it all fall apart. You'll see that it all actually come back together in a much stronger foundation. Like, like what I see for you right now is you're building the best foundation mm-hmm. to start like 2022 from like what a great month that you chose to go in, into the void and just pause everything because that's like the beginning of the year. So it's new beginnings. You're fully rested. And now you get to create like the empire from an aligned place, not from like the little tiny part of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little teeny yeah. tiny. Of like, I can see myself like flicking that little part of me. Yes. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Oh my God. So good. There was another piece too, to this, just to like close it up of just like healing the womb and how Mm -hmm. you were saying before, like the womb is connected all back into creation and just clearing all of the old baggage. And I think especially as women being able to dig into that work and that exploration to be fully embodied, 
fully empowered. And I'm sure for you now as a mom, it's even more so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Womb healing is so important because like you said, it's a source of creation. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so much stuff. Like I remember, I remember when we did ayahuasca, you had like a huge womb healing, um, like massive and so many things manifest in the womb, like so many problems, like even looking at like certain fertility problems, like very often the energetic, the, the source of that could be, you know, pain, some sort of resistance, some sort of pain, some sort of trauma that is related to the womb that we can, um, dive into. And I definitely know like, that's still something that I'm still diving into. And I share this with my friends all the time where it's like, embodying my feminine energy is still something mm-hmm. that I'm currently working on. It's, it's, it's something that in my, in times of like the void, I so badly want to go into my masculine, like my masculine feels so safe, mm-hmm. but it's my feminine. That's ever like, of course they need to be in balance. And they work harmoniously, but because it's so out of balance that when I go into my feminine, and do that healing. It's just, it opens up like a whole new world of just flow and alignment. And it just, life actually feels good. Like life actually feels freaking good when I'm in my feminine. Hell yeah. I remember when we did, uh, ayahuasca and you were just so embodied in your feminine. You're like, I love my butt. Oh my God. I'm like yeah. hugging my hair. I'm like, I yeah. love my curly hair. I'm so sorry. I was mean to you. Like hugging my hair, crying on my mattress. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I'll never forget like getting, becoming obsessed with my butt on night four or night three. I will never, that is fucking hilarious. Oh my God, Joan. I feel like we can talk forever. And like, literally we were already talking for 45 minutes before we hit record. So (laughs) I know this is like a joint episode going on both of our podcasts, but for anyone who um, wants to find out more about you, and I know we didn't talk about any of our actual work that we do, but like, like, I feel like I wanted to dig so much more into like how you got started and all these things. I know. I have to do a part two or something. We have to do a part two, but like, guys, Jen is a fucking master of sales psychology, like on the craziest level. If you want to learn how to generate more revenue, more business, more clients, just like make more sales and understand the psychology of like what makes people buy and like the psychology of transformation and being an amazing coach, definitely go follow her. Where can people follow you, Jen? I am Hey Jen Casey everywhere on my website and my Instagram. And also if you're listening to this on the Manifestation Babe podcast, we are the CEO of Psyche podcast. So you can hang there as well. <laughs> yes. Amazing. And I'm going to put that in my show notes, of course. Okay. And I feel like you are someone who needs no introduction. You are the Manifestation Babe. Um, but well, for those people who don't know, you are a master manifester. And I mean, anyone who follows you for even two seconds just gets to see the energy that you bring to your work and the way that you so uniquely speak to all of the kind of mystical and magical things that are happening around us. And you just have such a beautiful way of expressing and making sense of things that are so intangible in other contexts. So I love following your work. Like I've been in your programs and stuff. I just love you. You make, you make sense to my brain, my linear, uh, 
logical parts, right? <laughs> um, so where can people go to connect with you and learn more about you and your Manifestation Bathe Academy that is opening up for enrollment soon? Oh my God, you're so sweet. Okay, so you can find me at um, Manifestation Babe, basically everywhere. So Instagram, at Manifestation Babe, website, manifestationbabe.com, and then the podcast. Well, of course, if you're listening on my podcast, you're already here. But if you're listening on Jen's podcast, um, also the Manifestation Babe podcast. And the Manifestation Babe Academy can also be found on my website if you go to manifestationbabe.com slash MBA. And that's not MBA like business degree, okay, people? It's way cooler than that. <laughs> it's your MBA in manifesting. Um, Oh my God. Thank you so much for doing this with me. I loved deep diving into all the spiritual goodness. And like I said, we're definitely going to have to do a part two because it's like, we barely scratch the surface, man. So much more. So many things to unpack. (laughs) I love you. Thank you so much. This is chat. I love it. Love you too. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by following at Manifestation Babe or visiting my website at manifestationbabe.com. I love and adore you so much and can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.